0: Greetings, welcome to the Golf Betting System podcast. It's episode 277. It's our 2023 BMW PGA and Fortinet Championship bets pod. Barry O'Hanran and Paul Williams join me, Steve Bamford, to discuss our selection for this week's DP World and PGA Tour action. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning, guys. Morning, guys. Please subscribe to this podcast as you drive the popularity of the show. This podcast is for listeners of 18 and above. Please be gamblerware. You can visit begamblerware.org for more information and of course please bet responsibly. Visit our world famous golf betting system website where we have in-depth betting previews for both events. Strokes gained rankings for both events. Course form stats combined with current form stats plus of course our predictor models for both the BMW, PGA and the Fortinet. All of this content like this podcast, it's all completely free of charge with no paywall. We're available on X you can follow us Barry is at A Good Talk Golf. Paul is at Golf Betting. I am at Bamford Golf. Subscribe to the Steve Bamford Golf YouTube channel where this podcast is available along with my weekly golf betting show. There is a golf betting show already there for the BMW PGA. Now you guys as listeners power this podcast so we need your five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. As ever, for those of you who leave a review, I will read them out at the start of a future show. Leave your name and where you are in the review. I have to say the well is dry No reviews coming in the next seven days. There'll be no review feature next week. We have none. Please give us some reviews. That'd be fantastic. Let's read this one. Full length version of intro song is the title? Question mark. Five stars. A side effect of listening to your wonderful podcast has been that the little intro tune has become a real hit around our house. I really dig the piano. And I find myself singing or humming the tune a long, a long after I'm done with the episode, so much so that my girlfriend has taken it up as well. Today, we were both singing the tune. What would it take for you to produce a longer version with multiple verses? That would be sweet. That's from P Dancer 333 in Canada. What would it take, gentlemen, to have a longer version? Get we, could, back, we could
2: get sell in, it. Get, get you in the recording studio with Sam, Steve. Get Sam, could, yeah. Could, could, do, could do a duo with Sam. Duet. <laughs> Poor lad. I wouldn't put him through it.
0: <laughs> it, do, it does make you wonder, though, with all of our 200, 277 episodes. That makes me laugh for a start. Can you believe we've done 277 episodes? Mm. But the the impact that podcasts just have around the globe, just tiny little things. There was that guy the other day, wasn't he, who... A few months ago, drive was he driving into Boston with his wife, and she was having to put up listening to the show every, every Wednesday mm. morning. Yeah, <laughs>
1: uh, hilarious. Gone global, Steve. I feel, I feel like we're being weaponized by a few husbands on their wives. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it's these lads' fault.
1: <laughs> we're just talking.
2: We're, yeah. Yeah, blame them.
0: I propose not really to talk much about the Irish Open. We've got such a busy show. I'll tell you what I was going to do first. Barry, you are coming across, aren't you? Barry, you are coming across for yes. Wentworth, aren't you? Yes. It's all booked. All booked. Ready and re- you've, you've packed already, you've told us. You didn't
1: really. <laughs> no, not really. But ment- mentally, I've packed, yeah. So, yeah, Friday morning, we'll be there. There all day Friday. Looking forward to it. For
0: listeners... Barry's winging his way in from uh, Ireland. I've got uh, our art worker, who's my uh, a relative of mine. He he's coming up from Kent. We've got Paul coming down from Bedfordshire. I'm coming in from Hertfordshire. We're all, we're all going to meet at Waterloo Station in London. We'll have a hearty breakfast, and then jump on the train down to uh, Victoria. What's it called Victoria Waters?
2: Virginia Waters. Yeah.
0: Virginia Waters. That's it. We'll walk through Justin Rose past Justin Rose's front front door with all the gated community and we'll get to the golf course. Now we're planning on getting there about 9.45 on the first tee. So all we're, all we're suggesting is if you do see us, if you're there on Friday and you see us on uh, well, you're you're probably likely to to recognize me. Just look at the YouTube videos that are up there. If you see us, just come over
1: and say hi. Why not? He's extremely tall.
0: If we're, if we're by the bar section, Around the golf course, or bar sections (plural). It's highly likely uh, we might even buy you a beverage. There you
2: go. Why not? Yeah, that is the most likely place to find us. I'd imagine. Uh, Maybe not at nine forty-five in the morning, but uh, by the time we've wandered around a few of the holes, it's, uh, it's usually thirsty work. It tends to be that one.
0: That is it by the fifth or the sixth. That's the first stop off, isn't
2: it? <laughs> do, do we normally get that far? <laughs> yeah.
0: We've got this homing device that we can get anywhere around the Wentworth estate just by where the bars are.
2: Mm. Mm. Navigation. Looking forward far. to that immensely.
0: Let, yeah, let's, um, I mean, Irish Open, I think I had three in the top 19, something like that. Um, it was. I did. I know this. This will come across really um, after the event, and I can't prove it, but I did have a good close look at Vincent Norman, and I thought to myself, well, from what I know of him in the states, now big hitter, seems to like wider tracks. I, I thought I thought that the K Club would be just a bit too tight for him, just a bit too maybe technical, bit sort of high scoring for him. But clearly now, now a winner on both the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour within what a six week span, seven week span.
2: Yeah, it's not taken long for him to get uh, yeah. get a couple of wins, is it? Did you Counting get yourself down there, short?
1: Barry? I I didn't. No, I've saved all my golf um, on course viewing fan kind of energy for Friday. Mm. So yeah, it just it just didn't didn't work out. Um, so. It's funny, like, I, I love going to golf tournaments, but I also feel like I miss watching stuff at golf tournaments. So, um, yeah, I did, like, it was fine to to not be there. It was mm. good to be able to watch it. and rec- it's, it's kind of nice watching it um, a tournament on a course that you're familiar with and have played. It's like, it's yeah. a real nice bonus. So, um, not that the way it was set up is anything analogous to how I played it, but um, I've played it when the greens are running nice and fast, so... See an idea about what's going on there. Um, so something was amazing with Norman just posting the number and watching everybody just face plant. Um I,
0: I couldn't I can't I couldn't even remember him being anywhere near the top of the leaderboard. And I disappeared for a few hours, and then oh Vincent Norman's won the Irish Open. I was kind of I need to put my glasses on. I might not have seen that correctly.
2: Mm. Madness. It's, I yeah, he got himself to to 14 under. Uh and everyone, as Barry said, everyone just fell by the wayside. I mean, from my perspective, I had Billy Horshaw, who got himself into a tie for the lead after, what, four holes. Mm. Um, went out in 33. And, you know, if he shoots 33 coming home, he wins the tournament. It um, shoots forty three. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. t- ten shot difference. I, it's just unfathomable. But you know, he he wasn't the only one. There, there were plenty of uh, players who had a real chance to put some pressure or, 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 or to attack that total. And one by one, they just just fell away. Having not watched it, how
0: many groups back was Norman? Uh,
2: he finished. What was it about an hour, hour and a half? What something like that? he was in the in the clubhouse.
1: Good, good few groups back. He was playing with Mark Power, the Irish lad. Um in mm. in, Who played he very just, well. What did he do? One, two, seven birdies in his last twelve holes. Mm.
0: Well, uh, yeah, in his mind he's not winning the tournament. He's just freewheeling, isn't
2: he? Yeah. Post a total so, and uh, sit in the clubhouse and yeah, yeah we have we've seen you know DP yeah, event after event on, on the DP World Tour where Sunday's kind of end up like that with people throwing the lead around like a hot potato. But with some of the names up there, you would expect or oh, have expected one of them at least to have made a better fist of it, but no. No not one nobody, of nobody
1: could get it done between 16, 17, and eighteen. I mean the, no. it's just it's, see, I think it's a great it's a great finishing stretch with the two par fives. I mean mm. it's they, and they both I think the course was set up quite well last week. There were, you know, birdies and eagles were available, but if you made a mistake, you you know, you were really having to fight hard and work hard to to not drop a shot. So mm. I think there was a really nice balance to the way it was set up, and it made for some very entertaining viewing. Um, on uh, particularly on Sunday when the chase was happening, yeah, and uh, you know. No better man than the Rory coaster to to give you that thrill on Sunday. <laughs> yeah,
2: there's, no, Wait, there's-,
1: there's nobody that kind of makes it more entertaining for me than than him, either winning or not winning,
2: because it's it's always good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Box office stuff. I mean, the way the course is set up, the the, the water which is just everywhere, isn't it? And you know, if any of your shots are, are just that little bit off, then as you said, you're just getting punished and yeah, yeah it, it, you can't see a score, you know, running away from uh, running away from the course there. there. It's always going to be that kind of, um, you know, mid, mid score under par without, um, without, you know, without getting seriously close to. 18 20 under which would kind of ruin the tournament i think is you know it's great the way it is um the course really stands up so yeah let's hope there's more in fact i think they're going back there every other year for the next uh couple of uh renewals aren't they
1: mm. i mean it's an yeah. entertaining watching it's not it's not everybody's favorite course or the the best golf course out there but it makes for um it makes for a good tournament so the way they had it set up this week, if they could just hit the repeat button on that for the next time with a few tweaks, I'm sure they have in mind. That's a good tournament. Yeah, and it seems like the September slot delivered fairly solidly on the weather. Okay, we had the yeah. the thunderstorm one of the days, but in general, it was absolutely fantastic.
0: Uh, yeah, better weather, better field. Rory yeah. was talking pre-event in his uh, presser that. In a in a in the perfect world, he'd like to see the Scottish Open and the Irish Open on a rotor system the week before the open championship, and then he laughed, but that's never gonna happen because clearly the Scottish Open don't
1: wanna lose their
0: spot so yes. exactly
1: yeah, 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 that's true, and it would be that's the ideal situation because the guys aren't gonna play three weeks in a row going well not all not a lot of them are gonna play three, including a major so. No. No chance, especially if they're linksy style. So yeah, he's. Um, it's just it's a it's a shame he can't get that spot because there's some great co- you know links courses here that could be showcased for the Irish Open with incredible fields. But it is what it is. We, you can still get an, a Lynx playing in a very interesting way here in September. Um, arguably drier now than it was in June anyway, and June and July anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can imagine.
0: Right. Talking about links, we, let's, let's Shall we head off to the uh, to the Surrey Glens, shall you know, we? can you can stumble across plenty of heather on the on the West Course at Wentworth. Yeah. Uh, in terms of best bookmaker for the twenty twenty three BMW PGA Championship, we're highlighting Bet three six five. Who has ever have their each way extra market available, which gives you the option to increase or decrease the number of places when you are betting pre event on the Wentworth outright market. Paul has used their eight places each way at a 50-odds market on a a few... or a couple of his selections. But right now, as we record the pod, they're offering extended market best odds and eight places each way on market leaders. Right. McElroy, Rahm, and Hovland. They're all joint favourites, seven to one. Eight places each way available with each way extra, Bet365. Hattons, uh, we've got Matt Fitzpatrick at 16 to one. We've got Shane Lowry at 20 to one. Also... Very popular in the market. Alexander Bjork, 55 to 1 currently with Bet 365, eight places each way. He is as short as 45 to 1 with Bet Victor, five places each way at a court of the odds. In terms of player boosts, Victor Hovland has been boosted from 7 to 1 to 8 to 1 with Bet 365, and Ludwig Aberg 22 to 1, up to 25 to 1. We recommend Bet 365. If you're at 18, plus, and do not have a Bet365 sports account. You can find details of their current Bet10 pounds, get £30 in free bets. New customer promotion, plus a link through to that very offer with T's and C's in this podcast description. Don't forget to use the bonus code SPORT30. SPORT30 when registering. Right, Paul, over to you. BMW PGA Championship. Take it away. Mm,
2: Yeah. Historically, the um, flagship event... On the European tour, as it was, I and mean, nowadays it's just the Rolex Series event, isn't it? I think the the flagship event is the uh, the, the, tour, the DP World Tour Championship at the end of the season officially, but you know, for you and me, and for for most casual observers, the BMW PGA Championship is the uh, you know still one of the, if not the most important event on the on the calendar, and yeah, very much looking forward to nipping down there on Friday to uh, to see it all face to face now Rolex series event as I say nine million dollar prize fund so it really is um right up there with the uh, uh the best of the uh the events on the on the DP World Tour um all 12 of Team Europe from a Rider Cup perspective are in attendance this week and I know, you've just whizzed through some of those in the in the uh in the market. But just to put into context, this is the top end of the market, best prices. Um, and it purely is dominated by these guys in the uh team Team Europe team. Rory McElroy sevens, Victor Hoblins sevens. You can get a little bit of eight to one against John Rahm out there. Um Tommy Fleetwood sixteens. Matt Fitzpatrick, 16. Shane Lowry, 20. Tyrrell Hatton, 20. Ludwig Aberg 22 to 1. So what's that? The top seven in the market are all Ryder Cuppers. And it's not until you go past those, until you get to the likes of Tom Kim and Woo Lee at 25 to 1, um, who are the first two non-Team Europe Ryder Cuppers in the, uh, in the betting this week. So it's going to be Ryder Cup fever, I suspect, for the course of the four days. Um, and uh, quite rightly so with only just a couple of weeks away now as uh, steve said eight places each way from bet 365 there's lots of options out there this week actually and um, boils and hills are both eight each way 10 places from labbrooks 12 places and a sixth from coral so um, do shop about with your bets before placing them because there may well be some decent options out there in terms of each way, prices and places. Uh, Wentworth Golf Club, we're playing the West Course as ever, 7,267 yard past 72. Um, we know all about Wentworth, don't we? Tree-lined Parkland course. They softened it up a little with the uh, the changes that have been made over the most recent years. A little bit more playable now, um, a little bit more scorable. They installed the sub-air system um, with the most recent changes. They relayed the greens as well. They're now pure creeping bent grass um, compared with the old tired bent power surfaces that used to be there they they run a bit truer now there's fewer bunkers on the um, on the estate as well so um, it tends to lend itself to slightly lower scoring or at least has done over the last few years anyway much of that's down to the weather but the weather does look good for this week actually Um, not as hot as it has been over here um, in uh, in england over the last few days and um, we've been getting up into the low 90s over the uh, over the last few days but it's still going to be um, warm and sunny very little wind in comparison to what we can see around these parts temperatures up to maybe the mid 70s fahrenheit 23 24 something like that in terms of centigrade and we might get a shower over the weekend but nothing significant that I can see in the forecast winds five to ten miles an hour so to make Wentworth a real test it needs to be kind of 15 mile an hour winds plus and then it really does start blowing around the uh, treetops and uh, causing havoc with club selection but it doesn't look like we're going to get any of that so I suspect for a September renewal um, with little wind again we're probably um, looking close to that kind of 20 under number I'd imagine uh, just to give you a flavor of some winners historically back to let's start in 2014 uh, Rory McIlroy 2014 was 14 to 1 Benny Ann won the following year at 100 to 1 on his debut here Chris Wood 66 to 1 in 2016 uh, Alex Noron twenty to one. We were on Alex Noron that week, uh, flying final round to win in twenty seventeen. Francesco Molinari won the following year twenty two to one. We were on Fran as well. We actually had some decent success here. At twenty nineteen, Danny Willett sixty six is twenty twenty. Till Hatton sixteen to one. Billy Horshaw, the following year twenty eight to one. And last year we were on Shane Lowry as well eighteen to one um, when he won in that three. Round affair mm. following the uh, passing I was of the on Billy Horschel as well. You were on Billy Horschel, yeah. yeah, yeah. we've we, we've we've got a great record here. Yeah, over the last few years, we've uh, we've been mopping up. Perhaps we'll mop up this week as well, Steve. Wouldn't that be nice? I hope so. <laughs> Could live in hope. Um, I go you know, for those names and the, the the odds there. There's not that many real shocks. I mean, Benny Ann was hundreds of one. He was in some decent enough form, but he was on debut. That's kind of explains his price. The rest of them you could have um you know you could have found a good reason to have backed them even chris wood who'd finished fourth I think the previous year um and the other guys what, 22 28 under or 28 to one that kind of number or, or shorter generally so um you know they, they were quite prevalent in the market so and uh, that might give might give you an indication of where you need to be pitching um, some of your punts this week now, in terms of scoring, um, just to put into context what I said a second ago, the last five winning totals: 17-under, 20-under, 19-under, 19 19-under, and then last year, 17-under through 54 holes. So um, we're kind of edging up towards that 20-under number, and I suspect, given the forecast, that it's going to be in that kind of bracket again this year. um wouldn't be surprised to see 19-20-under actually be the number this time around. Statistically, the, historically, the blueprint is tended to be hit greens, scramble well, minimise bogeys, bogey avoidance is pretty key. And um, that tends to be the way that most winners have, have, have got their way around here. High greens in regulation. I mean, look at Shane Lowry last year. Shane Lowry, 90.7% greens in regulation. He left, led the field on that. scrambling he didn't make a single bogey last year Shane Lowry and that is the exact way to get around Wentworth and to succeed around these parts so if you've got a player who hits a lot lot of greens and manages to uh, get himself up and down when they do miss um, make you know sufficient birdies there's birdies out there to be made particularly on the par fives um, and, and just manage your way around the rest of the course then um you know, that's a very viable way to uh, succeed around these parts. If you look at strokes gains, um, which we've got strokes gain stats for the last three years, you look at the, the the most common factor, strokes gain tee to green is absolutely the number. Shane Lowry also led the field for strokes gain tee to green last year. Billy Horschel led the field for Strokes Gain T to Green the year before when when winning. Tyrrell Hatton, you won't be surprised, he led the field for Strokes Gain T to Green in 2020 when he won. So last three winners, all of them led the field for Strokes Gain T to Green. I think if there's a key stat, Strokes Gain-wise, to pick out this week, then Strokes Gain T to Green would be the one to start all of your analysis with, I would say. Um... Other than that, incoming form, well, it doesn't look, really, if you go through and there's a whole list of incoming form stats from my on my preview this week of the, the winners going back all the way to 2010. Um, Sparkling incoming form doesn't seem to be the, the bill and end all, really. Three of the last five winners had missed the cut on their previous start. If you've got a fairly recent top 10, maybe in the last four or five starts, um, to, to have shown some form, Um, then that tends to be sufficient and then kind of marry that up with a decent enough course form record. And for me, I think course form actually trumps uh, incoming form this week. I think if you look through historically, those players who tend to play well around here will often come back and play well again. Um, And if you look specifically, even at the last seven winners, every one of the last seven, all of them had a previous top 10 finish here at Wentworth. Um, I think if you're going to, again, use some stats to start your, your analysis off this week, then our event stats sheet is probably the one to be starting this week. And uh, yeah, players who've got a top 10 round here originally or, or, or in the past... May well be the best place to start.
0: I will put a link through to our combination sheet in the podcast description. So current form linked to Wentworth form. that would mm. be the perfect, and then you can have a you can have any, all of the uh, previous years are sortable by result as well. So it's a perfect
2: tool to find players with the with that yeah, top absolutely. ten that you're looking for absolutely there's plenty on there It's a nice way to kind of look at these uh, players who have got a, a top 10 recently and also a top 10 finish that takes you back to 2012 and the 2012 and the combination sheet if you want to go back all the way to 2002 then there's uh, another dedicated page there as well with uh, with that data so some of the um, more experienced players have got some older form as well um, around Wentworth so plenty to dig through and yeah I think if there's a, an event that um, does lend itself to course form being quite key then then here at Wentworth is one of those now I've backed five I'll rattle through because I know we've got um, a, a packed show and then I'll get bring you guys in afterwards Um, of the five that I've backed I mean you can't ignore the guys at the top of the market um, Rory McIlroy, uh, John Rahm, Victor Hovland—pretty much joint favourites. Um, I suspect Rahm's going to be backed in today, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they go off as uh, you know uh, the three joint favourites uh, around about the seven to one mark. I mean, for me, Rory's record here is pretty hit and miss. Um, last week, again, it's another case in point where he's just not converting the the chances that perhaps he could or you would expect him to convert. Um, you know from the position that he was in Ram. it has been a runner up twice here um from the two starts that he's had i mean that's you know again you kind of suggest that he's going to be right in the mix he was a little bit underwhelming for me in the playoffs kind of three middling performances um just, i'm not sure he's firing on all cylinders one guy that is firing on all cylinders and i'm happy to back win only is victor hovland Seven to one. I mean, for me, if Hovland plays anything like the the way he has been over the last, um, you know, the back end of the playoffs, then nobody's going to get near him, I don't think. He shot 61 to win the BMW Championship. Um, he tied the 72-hole scoring total with um, with Zander, wasn't it, at Eastlake. I mean, that was enough to win the Tour Championship. He banked, what, tw- was it 21.6 million dollars or something obscene like that. Statistically, though, Led the field for accuracy, led the field for greens in regulation, scrambling, strokes gain off the tee, strokes gain tee to green. Pretty imperious stuff at Eastlake for him. And uh, he's got some decent form here as well. 11th here on debut at, um, at Wentworth. He was fifth last year and uh, you may remember he leading or tied the lead coming into the final day. Looked very much like he was going to go and um, convert and then um, just started losing the ball to the left quite uh, quite regularly. Uh, allowed Shane to come through and win um, the, the, the BMW PGA in the end. But uh, I think he's in much more control of his game right now. And uh, for me, Victor Hovland, win-only bet at the top of the market. He is the man to beat, I think. Um, backing up Hovland with some each-way punts, Billy Horshaw. I'm going to stick with Billy. I've taken 30-1 to 1 with eight places. You can get uh, 35s with fewer if you prefer, um, I'll give him another chance i mean, by his own estimation he played some really great golf for 63 holes and he had every chance at the turn coming into the final to the final nine he talked on instagram about um letting you know something getting to him letting something get to him on the back nine and um you know didn't really elaborate on that but um, something had clearly got into his head um, and he can learn from that and uh, wouldn't let that happen moving forward. So let's let's hope he's taken that on board, and uh, if he finds himself in a similar position, he doesn't shoot 43 on the final nine and uh, shoots 33. That would have been nice, wouldn't it? Um, that was his first start for a month, though. 13th at the 3M Open before that, 4th at the Wyndham, and a great record here at Wentworth. 4th on debut, um, won the year before last, and then uh, he was ninth when defending last year. You know, if there's going to be a party pooper for Team Europe, then I think Billy could well be the man. At longer prices, one you mentioned earlier has been popular. Alexander Bjork, 55-1, to 1, early 66s has gone. 55 still out there with extended places, which is a great price, I think, for a player who's been playing some exceptional golf in 2023. He finally missed a cut last week, and that's the first one of the year, but I think he was overdue. probably needed a little bit of a weekend off after all of his exertions of late. Prior to that, he was second at Krong. Um, seven other top 10 finishes over the course of the season as well. That's elevated him all the way up to sixth in the race to Dubai, back into the world's top 100 and um, producing some cracking stats as well uh, for the season to date. First for Strokes Gain Approach for the season on the, on the DP World Tour. First for Scrambling. 15th for Strokes Gain T to Green. Those are some really potent... Numbers, I think for this week's test and a little bit of form as well. Um, four cuts from six starts here at Wentworth, 14th here on debut uh, back in 2017. I think there's a big personal best coming this week um, for Alexander Bjork around the west course. So we shall see. Um, a little bit further down, Victor Perez, I backed. 100-1 yesterday's gone. There's still some 80-1. to 1. I suspect he'll go off around about 66s. Um, so if you do fancy a bit of Perez, then um, one to jump on relatively quickly. Uh, one of these Ryder Cup nearly men. Um, it looked like he was going to be really pushing for a place, didn't it, at the start of the year. Um, one in Abu Dhabi. That was at Rolex series level. Um, gave himself a great chance of making the team, but just... I don't know. He just didn't really push on from there. Ninth at the Marco Simone. Twelfth um, at the had The two standout performances since that win in Abu Dhabi. But in fairness, pretty patchy since. He got COVID at Galgon Castle, so couldn't complete that event. And, uh, you know, for him, that was a pretty uphill task from there. Eleventh in Prague. That was his last real chance. I went to Kral, where he's got a really poor record and missed the cut. So um, it didn't happen for Victor. Um Coming to Wentworth, where he finished second on debut back in twenty twenty, no pressure now. I wouldn't be surprised to see Perez play really well and uh, and potentially go all the way and uh, and secure another Rolex Series event this week um, if he can get himself into the mix. So Perez there, um, as I say, best price eighty to one right now. And the other one I backed um, further down. Francesco Molinari opened at a mad two hundred to one. Francesco Molinari. Uh, Back to now, generally, if you want extended places, you're looking at 125 to one. I think that's still worth taking because I think this is a guy who could sneak into the places here this week. Now, he was fifth in dabby Dhabi, um, led into the Sunday, and that uh, really sparked the the old Mollywood conversation back off at that point. But it just hasn't happened for Fran since then. Played a lot of his golf over in America this year, and there's a lot of miscuts in uh, his performances. In fact, I think I counted up 11 out of 17 starts this year have been a miscut. So that kind of explains why he's ended up being a vice-captain rather than really pushing on and potentially making himself a, 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 one of the potential players players for Luke Donald's team. Um but I, I guess there's, there's just been that little bit of spark of um you know a sign of life recently. There was um he was 31st in Prague. That was um a, a, you know much improved over all these miscuts that had been uh, recording over the last uh, last few months. Middle rounds of 67 there to get himself onto the fringes of contention. I think this course suits much better um for Molinari than that course over in Prague does. Um, and he returns to Wentworth, where we know he's got a fantastic record. Runner-up in 2017, one in 2018, five further top 10 finishes as well. And I think if there's a player that could sneak in each way place at a juicy three-figure price, then uh, then Francesco Molinari could be the man. That's my five. Molinari, Perez, Bjork, Horschel, and a win only on Hovland at the top of the market. Barry, any bets from you this week? We're gonna to
1: have to get you guys a photo of Billy Horschel. I mean, I, I like Billy a lot, but you guys are massive fans. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I've taken
0: that. a step back this week from Billy, but uh, Paul, you, you can't, you can't get him off the guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just clung to his leg. <laughs> mm. I'm gonna make it my mission to get a Billy Horschel photo for you, Paul. I'm, de- I'm debating the top of the market, um, uh, the top, top. At the moment, I'm kind of thinking I'm going to go for nikolai Hoegard. Um, leads the tour on strokes, gains, T to green. A mm. couple of top fives in his last two events, a rest week, and I think he'll be buzzing. Um, I haven't placed a bet yet. I'm wondering if he'll be a little bit distracted by the Ryder Cup to the point where it might Heard his chances to win a little bit but he is 40 to 1 which is nice um so i'm kind of just weighing that up at the moment um i've backed eddie pepperl at 125 to 1 each way uh he's a sixth tier three years ago and playing some nice golf and i'm also i've gone and taken um why did you leave uh, Guido away uh, outside the bets this week? That's I'm curious about that because I've backed him, so I'm curious why I'm right and you're wrong.
2: Yeah, I don't know. He just kind of huffed and puffed last week, and um, I, I he got to a position where. Again, you know, starting the final day seven under, had he you know put that round together, which we know he's capable of doing on the Sunday, then you know he could have got himself to the same kind of total as Vincent Norman, but it just just didn't happen. There's a few a few that I followed last week, um, you know, either watching it on TV or through the shot tracking, where there just seemed to be, um, yeah, just didn't seem to be quite right. I mean, talked, well, slight tangent, but talking uh, thorbjorn Olsen, who I backed last week the number of short putts that that guy missed last week, I mean, incredibly short putts, you know, sub three feet, sub two feet was just incredible. And yeah, if if anyone's thinking of backing Olsen, then um, unless there's been some miraculous turnaround with his um, putter, then uh, off my list for, for the foreseeable future. But yeah, no, I can see your logic, Barry. Um, I think that you could, you could take a chance on him at a three figure price and, um, yeah, if he if he gets into the into a position where he could put that flying final round together, then uh, you never quite know.
1: Yeah, well, see see what happens. I, I'm t- because of the the prices of the winners here. I'm trying to kind of um, talk myself into a couple in the maybe the twenty to forty to fifty range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's that seems to be the target range. <laughs> Not, not not, that I you know it just it feels to work for this so um, mm. there has to be something to that as much as I want to just believe that each event is going to be independent but um, yeah I mean there's I, I'm a bit I'm a bit lost at the moment so I think I should just stand back and let Steve jump in with a couple of his picks
0: Can I sell you Matt Fitzpatrick 12th 8th and 7th
1: here mmm
0: Tick, top 10 box. Current form, second in BMW, 13th at the Tour Championship, third, as we well know, at the Amiga European Masters. He seriously burnt our fingers. 20-1, to I got eight places each way with Bet365 yesterday on Matt Fitzpatrick who I've always thought, just theoretically, and you go through the winners here, you Lowry. I just think Fitzpatrick's pretty perfect for this course. It's not a course you have to overpower. I just, you know, it doesn't, this course doesn't frustrate a Matt Fitzpatrick as it would a lot of the longer bombers who don't like to club down. Mm. So, yeah, I think Fitzpatrick is in great nick. His stats are really good at the moment. I just think he's yeah yeah ninth sixteenth eighth for Tita to green over the last three as you would when you're finishing second thirteenth and third. I think Fitzpatrick's a a good solid bet. The just other one that grabbed it. me and it was the first one I backed yesterday was Min Woo Lee. Mm. And do you know the thing that got me about Min Woo Lee, not only has he had a stellar year, second in Abu Dhabi, sixth at the Players, fifth at the U.S. Open, ninth at the Travelers. Working his way onto the PGA Tour, but these were the two results that really grabbed me about Min Woo Lee: second and third at Valderrama across twenty-one and twenty-two. So yeah, we know we know about Valderrama. It's so tight, it's so technical, it's so tree-lined, it's claustrophobic. That to me is like um, a great exam for for managing to get your way round Wentworth. Mm. Fitzpatrick's clearly a winner there as well. An Irish Open last week, seventh. Um, you know, he just played some really, really nice stuff. Third for off the tee, he was 14th tee to green. So yeah, I thought Minwoo Lee, 25 to one. I could just see him. He's the kind of sort that might just poke his head up and say, you know, these are the kind of level of tournaments I can genuinely, genuinely win. I can win, you know, probably the best or second best DP World Tour title, and then I'll disappear off to the states next year. The other one, as ever, you won't. I won't surprise you with my my. Third pick, fifty to one yesterday. Bet three six five eight plays each way. Sep Straka. Yeah, I know it's a tournament debut. He'll he want to keep playing. You know your your reasoning around Hoygaard, Barry. Sep will want to do the same. Played nicely, and you just look at his record in the states. He beat Shane Lowry at PJ National last year at that Honda Classic, and he does like a tree line short test. I mean, he won the John Deere Classic this year. So I just thought fifty to one on Sep was one of those standard disrespectful, Mm. (laughs) disrespectful fifty to ones. He was actually six. I think he was sixty sixes with
1: one firm UniBet. It's just hilarious. He's sixty six to one with UniBet on first prize. He's permanently disrespected. Permanently disrespected by the bookies.
0: Qualified by the qualified for the Ryder Cup. We'll, We'll we'll price him up with. Uh, who, you know, we'll have him down there with uh, Euse Loughton and players of that kind of ilk. Yeah, it doesn't really make much sense to me. The other one I think, um, this guy, uh, if you want a long shot, this guy was 200 to 1 with William Hill on first show. Twist, tw- I can never say his first name. Uh, Twiston Lawrence. <laughs> Twiston. <Tristan. laughs> Thriston. Thriston Lawrence. Twiston Shake Lawrence. Very, very... He's playing some gra- cracking stuff. Mm. South Africans, you know, they tend to have a great record around... Uh, Wentworth throwing that one out there the old classic South Africans at Wentworth but yes you know Brandon Grace Ernie Els I I could see Lawrence having a good week 200 I didn't get 200 to one I backed him this morning actually 110 to one with bet 365 on on Lawrence that's my fault.
2: Yeah, it has kind of pushed some prices out further down, hasn't it? This uh, the top of the market. That with Matt Fitzpatrick, he also got engaged last week. So um, you know, perhaps there's a, perhaps there's a bounce that will come out of the back of that uh, bit of news from him. Work
0: one of, that'll work one of two ways.
2: Mm, yes, indeed. Good. All right. Uh, have we have
1: we sold you on any, anyone there, Barry? I, I, Striker was one that was. Um, in you know in my, in my mind as well, and I think I might just back Min Woo just because it's fun. I honestly don't care if I burn a few euro just backing him. It's it's just uh yeah. just an entertaining uh, sweat. So um I'm sure I'm sure I'll see somebody on the day on Friday as well and just have a couple of bets in running um you know, the old eye test rather than just get away from the stats. <clears throat> I've got a question for you two. I mean, Paul, is, this is your domain.
0: Why why has Tommy Fleetwood got such a kind of record at Wentworth?
2: I don't know. And then he's still priced up in the uh, 14, 16 to 1 bracket, um, which is always ways the way with Tommy, isn't it? I don't know. I, 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 Tommy hits a lot of greens when he's playing well, but you know we've Mm. we've watched him we've eyeballed him and he's not always the straightest and I think the problem with Wentworth is if you find yourself in the trees then you're going to be in serious trouble and I think you've probably got to just manage your way around a little bit better and uh, be a bit more strategic with the way that you approach the course and perhaps that's uh, perhaps that's where he's kind of been a bit a bit of his downfall around here I don't know Odd one, isn't it? I think he just prefers a little bit more visual width from off the team.
0: Yeah. I mean, he ranks 16th in our stroke games ranking, so it's not disastrous. But bearing in mind, this is a guy that goes off at 14 to 1 most years. Mm. Just, just for relevancy, thir- uh, 13th Hovland, 12th Justin Rose, 11th Fitzpatrick. And then you're up to the likes of... I mean, Jamie Donaldson ranks 5th. I know it's from a small sample size. Top 4... Lowry is at four. Horshaw, McIlroy, John Rahm, number one.
2: Mm. Yeah, second and second. That would do. Do that for you.
0: Hmm. Why oh, is that? Is that Wentworth? Thumb. I believe so. Yes. We have a PGA Tour event this week. It's the Fortinet Championship. Uh. <clears throat> I was going to say for old timers, but that would probably take you back even beyond 2013. But this tended to be the start of the PGA Tour season. But now we're playing this kind of, they're calling it, what are they are calling it? The PGA Fall. Mm. Um, it's just a continuation until the start of 2024 when the new season starts. So what you've got now is you've got this kind of Eight tournament stretches, is it? Is it seven or eight? I did read, I did write about this. I should really know. Seven, what I I'm think you about. Said, yeah. it's seven events. Yeah, they've cut it from nine to seven. The CJ Cups disappeared. Uh, they're still doing the Zozo out in Japan, which is always a, a good tournament. Uh, the Worldwide Technology Mexico event has moved from El Chameleon, that's gone to a course called El Cardinal at Diamante. Uh, and seven events, and, and what we're effectively playing for here is is the main thing is that your rank and fire, rank and file PGA Tour player is desperately trying to get into the one hundred and twenty five before the end of the RSM Classic in November, and then they've got full playing privileges for twenty twenty four. In the meantime, though, they are also playing for. Top 10 players that aren't already um in what well, they it's how do you explain this the top 50 uh from the FedEx Cup, so Hideki Matsuama was the lowest, they get into all of the signature events in 2024. What they what they've then got is a they're calling it the, the next 10. So at the moment, that is 51 through 60 in the rankings. Hughes, Hardy, Montgomery, Smalley, Dietrich, Jaeger, Brandon Wu, Bo Hosler, Davis Riley and Hayden Buckley. If they stayed in those places, they would get entries to the first two signature events of next year, which would be uh, the at and Pebble Beach. And it would also be that Genesis Invitational at Riviera. So basically, it's giving you a, a second chance to get into those big two money events in February. Next year, by the way, you know, the Century Tournament of Champions, which used to be winners only. Next year, it's winners, the top 30 in the uh, Tour Championship and also the the guys ranked 31 through 50 in the FedEx Cup, plus plus. Yeah, it's just it's crazy now. You can, you It's going to be like a seventy-man field.
2: Mm, yeah, it sounds like it. So the it's century one.
1: tournaments of,
0: yeah, for that first tournament of the golfers. year that they play at Plantation, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the one you have family. to stay up till four in the morning to watch the winner of, mm. when John Rahm's winning at thirty-nine under par, <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, there's plenty to play for. Um, it's just worth reading around the subject if you're looking for motivation points. That's all I'm suggesting. It's complicated, <laughs> and I've explained it very badly. But, um, yeah, there's there's players that are arriving at these tournaments that have got a reason to be really focusing on these events. And don't forget, of course, don't you win a PGA Tour event, you've got a two-year exemption as well. Which is, uh, that's the key, really. Right, Fortinet played in California at the North Course Silverado Resort and Spa. It's a Trent Jones Jr. original, 1966. It's had a Johnny Miller redesign, 2011. Uh, It's classical, tree-lined. It's resort in terms of its scoring levels can be a bit mid-scorish as well, so maybe 16, 17s. Um, it's also categorised as short by myself. It's a past 72. It's only 7,123 yards. Number of holes with water in play two. Fairways, Bermuda grass with poanna and rye. Rough, Kentucky bluegrass and rye. Two and a half inches this year. Greens, 5,400 square feet. Bent with poanna mix. When I look at the numbers here, Strokes gained off the tee, 11. Strokes gained on approach, 12. 22nd for around the green. The winners here, a part has been Strokes gained tee to green, third. Strokes gained putting, 18. That's how it works out over the winners going back to 2016. When you look at their positions within those skill sets uh, of the players that made the cut. And when I just look into the analysis, it does seem to help the longer hitters. And that's come into my thinking quite a lot, because you could you could build a case for quite quite a number of short courses. So um, yeah, it's not an overly onerous test. Um, the field this week is not the greatest, um, as you would expect. A lot of the golfing world now are either taking time off if they've already qualified in the top fifty. Uh, they're over in Wentworth. They're either getting ready for the Ryder Cup. Or, if you're Max Homer, you're going for a three-peat this week at 7-1. to one. Or, if you're Justin Thomas, you're desperately trying to find some form at 14-1. to one. And, you're also getting off a jet because you've been in Italy for the last few days practising around Marco Simone.
2: Yep.
0: So, I'm, I'm off the top two completely. Uh, the rest of the field, yeah, it's... Yeah. It's, it's not brilliant, it has to be said. Uh, you've got the likes of Arjun Atwall, Ben Crane, Kevin Stadler, Kyle Stanley, Ricky Barnes. You, you know it's a Derek Lamley. you know it's not the greatest of fields. Right, I've actually loaded up with five. Uh, if there's a player in this field that I like the most and who um, I was going to put up pretty early within my gestation period of thinking this through. It was going to be Sahith Tigala. So he's my top bet is Sahith. Two uh, two points each way I put on Sahith. Uh, 20 to 1. Eight places each way I got with bet 365 each way extra. 37th in the world. He is the third highest player. Uh, below Tommy Fleetwood, of course, and Denny McCarthy. There's two cracking names. Uh, who hasn't won a PGO Tour event so far in his career. He is Californian. He's 25 years of age. He went to Pepperdine University, again, in in, uh, in California. And you just look at his career. Now, he's kind of, I mean, this isn't technically his third season, but it kind of is. Um, he's, it will certainly be his third season on the Tour as of January. 14th and 6th here at Silverado. He's had a 4th at Torrey Pines, a 6th at Riviera Country Club. Well, where does Max Homer play good golf? Well, he's won at Torrey Pines, he's won at Riviera. It all kind of matches up. He also, back in 2021, we'll all remember when he was fighting with the likes of Cantlay, Zander, Kepka, Scheffler at the Phoenix Open as a sponsor's invite <laughs> it was like what the hell and he finished second that was Scotty Scheffler's first ever PGA Tour Victory by the way seems ages ago doesn't it but it isn't really it's less than two years ago so I'm on t Garda at 20 to 1 I also jam you know and you want another big hitter who plays great golf at the moment always playing great golf Cam Davis uh, I, I slotted Cam in at 25 to 1. Again, bet three six five eight eight places each day on the Australian. Just a big, bruising hitter. I, I think he likes courses, you know, Cam Davis, where he can club down. He's a bit Gary Woodland esque in that way. Can take three woods off tee, keeps him straighter, but he's got the length and the power. And if you want to play, I mean, I was talking about Minwood Lee as a breakout year earlier. You look at Cam Davis. I know um, he won a few years ago, but 6th at the Players, 7th at the RBC Heritage, and 4th at the PGA, his first top 10 in a major. All top, top level tournaments. And then recently, 10th at the 3M Open, 7th at the Wyndham, and 6th at the St Jude Championship. I was on him at the Wyndham. He got an each way return for me that way. Poor field. He's had a 17th and the 36th here in four visits. I just... uh, his winner also was at the Rocket Mortgage that they play on a Donald Ross design in Detroit. That win was on Bent, Grass, Poana Mix Greens. So clearly gets on well with the putting surface. So 25 to 1, 21 to 1 on Tigala. I've also gone for Big Bad Bo Hosler. Powerful off the tee. I got him at 33 to 1. We bet 365, eight places each way. Another Californian. Another player that's kind of flitted over the years. Isn't he? Do you remember the, the when uh, Ian Poulter beat him the week before the Masters to qualify at Houston yeah. one year? Yeah, I think he's had a good year, Jose. He's jumped sixty spots in the OWGR. He's got a reasonable record out west. I don't think he'll. Um, I don't think he'll find the agronomy a problem. He was second for tee to green at the St Jude Championship on his last outing. Now, that St Jude Championship, as we know, which we scored with Lucas Glover, that featured the best 70 players on the PGA Tour, and Bo Hosler was second for strokes gained tee to green. So he'll definitely be aiming for what is actually genuinely classified as the next 10 so that's the top 10 members not otherwise exempt from the FedEx Cup standings at the end of the FedEx Cup fall. I hope you follow that because it's uh, very, very clear and concise. It's amazing how these tournaments and how, the, how complicated they make these qualification processes. But anyway, Bo, he's playing good golf. I think he fits the course. He was second and third after 54 holes here. Uh, after 36 and 54 holes at Silverado in 2021. Clearly gets on with the place. Right, that takes me up to 50 to 1. Have any of you guys actually looked at this? And have you got any bets sub 50 to 1? Uh,
2: I've, I've I've got three, but the, the shortest I've got is exactly 50 to 1. Go for it then. Well, that one... Um... The one I backed in that bracket is Akshay Bhatia. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I just looked at the quality of the field and the fact that this guy got his breakthrough uh, just, well, what well, for him, two or three events ago at the Barracuda. it um, was ninth year in 2020. And if you go back to 2020, you know, this is a guy who literally only just played a handful of professional starts. It was his first uh, top 10 finish on the PJ Tour. And um, he's coming back to a course now that, uh, you know, he's proven that he can play reasonably well and uh, he's now now a tall winner. I, I think he's got a higher ceiling than the vast majority of the players here, you know, notwithstanding the two guys at the very top. And 50-1 uh, to one felt like a, a nice price to take, I think. It's a battier for me.
0: Has been very, very popular in the market. So you're on the same wavelength as many any, any for you in that 50 to 1 or sub region, Barry? Uh, I am i wouldn't have thought this event's turning you on, knowing you. I, not I would really. have thought this, it's a big turn off.
1: I mean, it's golf, so I'm always going to be excited about it. But in terms of betting, I'm, I'm going to stay a little bit um, cautious on how many points I fired at this week. The thing that kind of gets me is most of the field are. Coming in cold from four weeks of non-competitive mm. golf, and I find that adds an element of craziness to how well or you know, how badly somebody can play in this, or even start the event and could just be straight out of it. So, I'd be reluctant to to put too many things down. I've backed I've backed Zach Blair. At, can you, um, you believe?
0: Can you believe Zach Blair? I believe he's in the top one hundred in the world. Great golfer, just he he got had a couple of decent because he didn't even finish mm. second at the the Travelers, that absolutely yep. loaded Travelers,
1: yep. yeah. And mm. had um, you know, had a bad bad injury problem that kind of kept him kept him back. This is the kind of you know, not that he's far from the longest out there on tour, and I know the 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 longer hitters have been doing very well in this course the last few years, but it still feels like one that could. I'd say, pop on his calendar a little bit more than others. Mm.
0: What tends to happen here is that this course, all Zach Blair, Blair's in play like anyone, but you tend to get someone that actually physically wins it, just has a little bit more pop. But there's no reason why Zach Blair doesn't contend and be right at the top of the leaderboard. Yep. Mm. I think Brendan Todd did the same maybe last year or a couple of years ago. I mean, yeah. it's it's open to anybody, this golf course.
2: Yeah, he's played Barry, I'll just back you up with Blair because I'm on him as well. Um, I thought 150 to 1 was the, the wrong price for Blair, Blair. um, Second of the Travellers, as Steve said, 10th at the Valspar, 13th at the 3M Open quite recently and three top 12 finishes here Um, from his seven starts. Mm. Fourth in 2019. If you look into the detail of that, he opened with a 75. He looked like he was going to miss the cut and he absolutely scythed his way through the field from there to finish fourth. So... I I think I think there's something about the way this sets up this course and uh, and, and you know it appeals to him so yeah as an each way pump 150 to 1 I, I couldn't resist that I
1: loved the odds yeah so um that's the only bet I <clears throat> that's the only bet I have down right now I'm frantically trying to do some uh changes to the PGA Tour predictor here to see can I get some matching of somebody that attracts my eye but not right now
0: Zach Blair, 85th in the world. That's incredible. Uh, Next up for me, 50 to 1. I've got eight each way with Boyle Sports on Davis Thompson. Now, I can remember Davis Thompson finishing second at the American Express. That had been behind John Rahm in January. He's also finished sixth at the Corn Ferry Tour Uh, Event in Colorado last year, so there's a little bit there that suggests he likes California, uh, likes the West Coast. He was ninth here last year when he was a rookie, starting his first ever PGA Tour season. He was fifth going into Sunday, so he clearly gets on with the course, and I do like him because when you when I look at my strokes gained stats, you know, week over week over week, my eight week stats. Davis Thompson, when he's on, is a fantastic driver of the golf ball. Very, very good off the tee. Uh, University of Georgia guy, won the Jones Cup, was a former world amateur number one. There's lots of good things to say about him. Just playing under the surface, good golf at the moment. 24th at the Rocket Mortgage, 31st at the John Deere, 22nd last time out at the Wyndham. Just the sort that just statistically pops out across everything that I wanted to see and already has a top 10 on this course. So Davis Thompson was added by me, one point each way at 50 to 1. And then finally, I went for a triple digit. Now this player, we're talking about reasons why players need to play well. Well, Martin Laird, the canny Scotsman, one of those Scotsmen that clearly talks with an American accent because he's 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 lived in Colorado in Denver, Colorado for most of his life, rather than the Glaswegian accent he he could have. He won the 2020 Shriners Open, if you will remember, and that clearly gets you a two-year exemption. Well, lo and behold, that two-year exemption comes to a comes to a close at the RSM Classic. So if you're not in the top 125 and you're Martin Laird. You're starting to not have the ability to choose your schedule on the PGA Tour in 2024. Lo and behold, all of a sudden, he's found his game. 20th at the Barracuda. That's the one that you said uh, clearly Akshay Battier won. Second at the 3M Open, which was a real eye opener. And 58th at the Wyndham last time out. He's up to 114th in the FedEx Cup standings. So he's getting there. One big result here... The Shriners Open, he's a two-times winner. I would assume he's really looking forward to that. I think he'll be very popular that week at the Shriners as well, for obvious reasons. But just look at where he plays well. As we said, two-time winner at Summerlin. Second at Montreux at Barracuda. He's had a third and fifth at TPC Scottsdale, the Waste Management Phoenix Open. He's finished third at Old Greenwood. And third, eighth and 17th here at Silverado. So, I think 125 to 1 on Martin Laird was more than acceptable. Eight places each way, of 50 odds with bet 365. The kind of Stuart Sink winner we got a few years ago. A little bit deeper in the odds, but actually a four time PGA Tour winner who can get over the line when others are peddling backwards on a Sunday. So, for me, Laird, Davis, Thompson. Bo, Ho- is it Hosler or Hosler? It doesn't really matter. I'll always say it the wrong way. Cam Davis and Sahith Tigala. Any others for you?
2: Um, yeah, the only other one I've got, um, similar story to Zach Blair, really, is um, Aaron Badley, 150 to 1 again. Um, similar to Zach in that you know, there's lots of missed cuts out there, um, hence the price, but then there's the odd... Odd spark of form and the odd spark of uh, you know, promise that something better's out there. 7th at the Sony Open, 7th at the 3M Open more recently yeah, as well. That was the one. Yeah. yeah Wasn't he know. sort of, I think he
0: was if he, either fifth, he went out in the last two groups on Sunday, I know that much.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's, he, he was there or thereabouts and the part is working again, which is always key with Badly. At fourth here in 2018 as well, and he's made the cut six of the eight other attempts that he's had around Silverado. So I think he quite likes the course. And mm. uh, again, this is a pretty weak affair. And you could see a couple of these guys in the three digits um, area popping into the each way places by the end of the uh, end of the tournament. So perhaps badly would be the one at 150s.
0: I think any player that plays well at Riviera tends to play well here as well. I mean, we know Homer, You've, you know, Sang Moon Bay one here. He, he's he's had a reasonable record, three top twelves at Riviera over the years. So that Riviera link
1: across to this fits very nicely.
2: Yeah.
1: Any more for you, Baron? Nothing really yet. No, just all, all in on Zach Blair at the moment.
0: <laughs> all in on the Blair train.
1: Yeah, I've doubled him with Eddie Peprel, so just make 100 grand this week, would be lovely. You're talking about Billy Horchel and Paul, you, I mean, you're you're an Eddie Peprel truther, aren't you? You love a bit of Eddie Pep. Ah, oh, yeah, Eddie's great. So, I don't I know, Eddie and Zach seem like, uh, I don't know, just uh, brothers from another mother almost, just, mm. the, you know, the. so I just went for a double on them this week, we'll uh, be celebrating Sunday night or Why just waving another few euro away to a bookie, but whatever.
0: This is the tournament where Paul will be constantly updating me about the leaderboard from the first gubbings. Oh, they're such and such a leading,
2: Steve. Oh, your player's is tight.
0: 117th. <laughs> Paul, shut up.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's usually further down the field than
0: 117th. Oh, stop it. I'm trying to concentrate on, on Wentworth. Well, I think that's us chaps, isn't it? Mm. Have a mm-hmm. safe trip across, Barry, on your on your fly, and um, I hope your bets go well as well.
1: Cheers, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, and, yeah, if any of the listeners are around, looking forward to meeting them as well. Hit us up on Twitter or just look out for Steve. He literally, like, I'm tall, I'm over six foot. Steve dwarfs, like, everything. <laughs> He's almost, like, walking up there with the, the big oak trees or the big trees around Wentworth, so. And you'll hear him before you see him.
2: Yeah,
0: you'll hear me and you'll see my pink cap yes Yeah. my dulcet tones good luck with your bets boys good luck with the listeners bets we will be back next week for a Wentworth D camp and I believe Paul the Open de France would I that be, be correct
2: yeah the Golf National yes yeah yeah that's
0: the one we look forward to it have a good week see you soon uh, if you like betting on golf, but everyone at your back misses the cut. Get some experts involved with all the stats and the tips and so much more. Cause it's the golf betting system, the golf.